Hey, what's going on, friends and fam? It's John, and it's time for the JMart Cast for Monday, January 23rd. What's going on? How are you? I know this is coming out late, but that's due to the fact that I was away in Mexico with the family, and we only got back on Sunday, late Sunday. It would have been Monday morning. In fact, we got past, got home, like the flight landed after midnight. No, it did not. It landed before midnight, but by the time we stepped through the door of our house, it was after midnight and the the actual monday was spent just cleaning up putting everything away and just getting our lives back to normal so yesterday I had no chance to record a podcast either so it's coming out late today on tuesday morning appreciate the people listening in actually let's take a moment just to i always finish off the podcast with say with my phrase saying to be grateful. So I'm going to take a moment to be grateful for the fact that my family is in a well enough financial situation to be, you know, going on vacations to Mexico to have fun and that the trip went well. No one was hurt in any way. Our flights were safe and everything. And then I'll also take a moment to say to be thankful for the fact that we are doing some renovations in our house and that's going well as also. Um, the person, one of the people, one of the workers who's been at our house doing some work, he was telling me about his child who is about the same age as mine, slightly older, but they had a difficult uh, birthing. Don't know the exact details, but they had some spinal cord injury. And, you know, he was really impressed by the fact that my daughter, who's the same age as his son, is quite active, able to walk, and his son's still not very. Uh, mobile. So just that was actually one of the biggest things when I first when my wife and I first were deciding to have children was just the fear of having, you know, an ill child, someone who would need a lot of, uh, you know, medical assistance. So very grateful to not have uh, uh, misfortune like that. Um, and wish the uh, person who shared his personal story all the best so that they can, uh, uh, you know, heal and recover and have a, their son can, I mean, and that they can, you know, enjoy having a healthy, healthy child. All right. Well, with that out of the way, with the gratitude out of the way, let's, let's go to some Shakespearean insults. So for those who haven't heard previous episodes for Christmas this year at a gift exchange, I got this Shakespeare insult calendar for 2023 and every day I've been going through new insults from different plays by Shakespeare uh, and they're kind of hilarious so I, lo- I like sharing them here's one from Timon of Athens I actually never heard of this play uh, but got a great insult from there it goes a plague on thee thou art too bad to curse <laughs> yeah uh, it's pretty pretty funny rather call a plague on somebody rather than <laughs> say some curse words uh, I gotta use that one and the other one that I thought was hilarious I'm gonna do two this week because uh, I missed my podcast last week although I did have a Substack stack um, um, written thing that I put out last week in case you missed that go to my Substack, jmartfit.substack.com I have two posts so far one about the first eight years of my life in Armenia and the second one was the follow-up for when we moved from Armenia to Ukraine for a short while. Check that out. 
But anyway, back to the Shakespeare insults. The second insult that I really liked this week was, I am not in a sportive humor now. Tell me and dally not. Where's the money? That's from Comedy of Errors by Shakespeare, of course. Pretty good one. Dally not. I like that. Uh, I should use that word more often. Dilly dallying. Why are you dilly dallying so much? I got to use that a lot more. But anyway, so yeah, the family had a great time on vacation, went to Mexico, Playa del Carmen. Uh, you fly to Cancun and you take a drive from the airport for about 50 minutes an hour south along the coast and you'll get to Playa del Carmen. It's a pretty touristy resort town, but it's got amazing sandy beaches, beautiful weather, delicious food, and uh, it was a... Uh, great relaxing time we got a good amount of sun the weather was great and yeah just happy to be back though because you know after a while you do kind of start to miss your home i'm going to keep the podcast fairly short today let's move on to a bitcoin update right away so we're sitting on black height 773,405 price of one bitcoin is trading at 22,953 dollars and one U.S. dollar will buy you 4,357 Satoshis. As you've noticed, there's been a little price pump, about a 10% price pump, uh, up from like the uh, 17, 18,000s, back up above 20K. So take that for what it is. As I always say, the price of Bitcoin is the least interesting thing about it. But uh, it is good to know what the price is so you can, uh, you know, make your purchases. If you are per planning to purchase Bitcoin and you live in Canada, I recommend using ShakePay as they're an easy to use and low fee option here in Canada. I do have a referral link. I always say that wrong. I always say referral, referral rink instead of link. My bad. <laughs> the referral link is in the description of the podcast. Check it out. If you use it, then you will get a $10 reward for the first 100 dollars worth of bitcoin that you purchase but moving on i wanted to share um an excerpt from 21ways.com if you go to 21-ways.com this is a work in progress book by someone named dare Gigi online he's a he's an pseudonymous i guess author who keeps his um real persona private so you only know him by his um uh, uh, you know uh, anonymous account which is named dare gg d-e-r-g-i-g -G. you can find him on um, twitter i suppose but uh, also his website 21-ways.com is a good resource for um learning more about bitcoin so i'm gonna go to chapter zero which is titled a quick and dirty explanation um of Bitcoin, of course, and let's uh, go through parts of it together. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I think it's he's one of the best writers in the space about Bitcoin for explaining things. So I thought it'd be a great one to kind of go over together. First of all, he's got a couple of uh, quotes here. First one from Gertrude Stein. It goes, explanations are clear, but since no one to whom a thing is explained can connect the explanation with what is really clear, Therefore, clear explanations are not clear. <laughs> I think this is just a preamble to say that while, you know, this explanation helps make sense of what Bitcoin is, it's not really a true 
representation because it's too complicated of a thing to just use simple explanations to truly get a, an idea of what it is. All right, so let's start with the first paragraph here. There Gigi goes on to say, Above all, Bitcoin is paradoxical. It is simple yet complicated, ever-changing yet unchangeable. A novel machine without any novel parts. A technological innovation that isn't really about technology. You can't touch it, yet it is hard money. You can't see it, yet it will show you a vision of the future. You can't possess it, yet thousands of people seem to be possessed by it. Yep, I'm definitely one of those people. <laughs> All that makes Bitcoin notoriously difficult to understand and even harder to explain. All right, he's got a little bit more here that he goes on to talk about in how explanations are not going to be the best. Like these explanations are kind of short of the actual thing. But let's get to the actual part. It goes, there's a little subtitle, how it works. In essence... Bitcoin is a large spreadsheet that documents who owns how much of Bitcoin's internal units. SATs, short for Satoshis. Those are the internal units. This spreadsheet contains a record of all transactions that ever happened in the form of, in quotes, Alice sent 21 SATs to Bob. Close quote. To keep everyone honest... Everyone gets a copy of this spreadsheet. Everyone can add entries at the bottom of it as long as certain rules are followed. To do so, people are taking part in a, in a kind of game, not too different from a lottery or sports competition. The odds are set up so that roughly every 10 minutes, someone will win, will win this competition allowing them to add a batch of entries at the bottom. The spreadsheet has certain internal rules that prevent the modification of past entries. If you change these rules in a backward, incompatible way, other people will refuse to play with you, effectively kicking you from the network. It is these rules that make sure that all the accounting is done correctly. Example, that the person who wants to send money actually has the money and that the money is sent to only one other person. In addition, these rules make sure that no money is created out of thin air, which in turn ensures that no more than 2.1 quadrillion sats, which is equal to 21 million Bitcoin, will ever exist. Right. So... 2.1 quadrillion sats is equal to 21 million Bitcoin because one Bitcoin can be subdivided into 100 million Satoshis or sats. Okay, moving on. He says, No single entity can change the rules because everyone on the network has to opt in to, change the, to, to the changes voluntarily. All participants play according to their own rules. Thus, nobody is in charge of the rules. Everyone is free to participate. All you need is a computational device and an internet connection. That's pretty much it. 
If you know a thing or two about Bitcoin already, you will realize that what I called the spreadsheet is Bitcoin's distributed ledger, also known as the blockchain. What I call batches of entries are Bitcoin's blocks. So those are the blocks that get added to the chain, to the blockchain every 10 minutes. What I call the lottery is better known as mining. I don't really like this word lottery. I like what he said better. It's like a competition. Lottery just makes it sound like, I don't know, I have a negative connotation to the word lottery, right? Lottery to me is like the, you know, the idiot tax, right? Like the mining is not an idiot, idiot tax. It's just set up in a way that the person who gets to mine has chances of, or mine a new block, their chances of mining that new block are low if they have low computing power, similar to a lottery, because when you buy a lottery, your chances of winning it are quite low, right? I think that's kind of like the comparison that it's trying to make. What else does he say here? And what I called rules are Bitcoin's consensus rules. So those consensus rules are the ones that, you know, say there can't be more than 21 million Bitcoin or 2.1 quadrillion sats and all the other important rules, which I won't get into uh, in detail anymore right now. Okay, back to chapter zero. Dear Gigi goes on to say, Granted, everything is a tiny bit more complicated than I make it out to be. It is a quick and dirty explanation after all. However, I think that the mental framework of a large spreadsheet that everyone has a copy of is helpful. While this explanation of Bitcoin is undoubtedly imperfect, I strongly believe that the technical details of how Bitcoin works will become less relevant over time, just like the intricate details of how the internet works are irrelevant for most people today. Yes, you will have to learn some technical details to truly understand why Bitcoin is resistant to seizure and censorship, just like you have to learn some technical details to understand why the internet can't be easily shut down. However, you don't need to have a complete understanding of all the parts that make your car or your smartphone work to enjoy the benefits of using it. The same is true for Bitcoin. As with most things, the basic idea of what you can do with it is more important than how it works in detail. All right, that's all I'm going to read from that chapter. And just to summarize what I read, again, Bitcoin is a digital money that uses a distributed ledger or the so-called spreadsheet in quotation marks to record transactions and ownership of the internal units of Bitcoin, which are called Satoshis or SATs for short. This ledger is maintained by a network of users who compete to add new entries or blocks to the ledger by following certain rules. These rules make sure that all the transactions are valid and that no more than a set amount of the Bitcoin can be created and that it can't be double spent, meaning the same Bitcoin can only be spent for spent once. No single entity has control over the rules and all the users are free to participate by simply having a computational device and an internet connection. And while the technicals of how Bitcoin works are complex, 
the overall concept of using it as a decentralized currency is more important. Yeah, the fact that this is a form of money free from the control of government is the most important thing about it. Money didn't always used to be this thing that was mandated by the ruling class. In fact, the free market had chosen many different forms of money that fit the situation at the time. However, with centralization of power, the birth of nation states, things have changed quite a bit. And we've gotten to a point where people no longer think that money is something that should be separate from the state control. And this used to be the same thing with religion. Religion and state used to be intertwined, yet at some point, human beings decided that organized religion had gotten too powerful and we needed to have a separation of church and state. And many people currently, Bitcoiners specifically, have gotten to the point where we believe that we need a separation of money and state. So that's where we are. That's the solution to that separation is Bitcoin. And Bitcoiners believe that the same benefits that resulted for humanity when we had a separation of church and state, maybe not the same, but in a similar way, we will have many benefits for humanity, for every person's general well-being if we have a separation of state and money. With all that said, thank you very much for listening. Sorry about the late podcast. Sorry about missing an episode last week. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to me ramble about my life in Bitcoin. Appreciate you all. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to my Substack, and I'll catch you next week. Don't forget to stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out. <laughs> <laughs>